Welcome to podcast number 150 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We're kicking off a new series today, Dealing with the Area of Prosperity. We'll be focusing on spiritual prosperity, leads to financial prosperity, and a plethora of other topics designed to help us understand how God views prosperity in the lives of his followers. So with that, we're going to pray first and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance, and let's just believe for a great outpouring of his Spirit to help us and guide us. Heavenly Father, I come to you and ask for you to touch and to bless and to anoint this podcast today. I invite the Holy Spirit now to come in and to take over, take charge, to take control. I know I've prepared, prayed, read, did a lot of things I should do for this podcast, but without the moving of the Holy Spirit, without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it will be of no value. So I now submit everything I've done to you and ask for you to guide and direct and lead us as we read the scriptures and as we go through the notes and things that I've prepared, I believe, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I'll be careful to give you praise and glory for what's about to take place. May you bless those who are listening in today that they'd receive a better understanding of how you look at prosperity. I thank you for it now and I give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As I mentioned previously, today's podcast is entitled How to Prosper. Now this series of podcasts will help you to better understand why the Lord desires you to prosper. We serve a loving God who desires to bless us in every area of our life. Let me read to you a scripture that kind of points that out and proves the point I just made. I'm reading in the New American Standard Bible. It's the third epistle of John, and it's just verse number two, and I know that God's going to bless you as you receive this. Beloved, I pray that in all aspects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. Now that scripture is one that I've used almost every podcast that I've ever done, and I pray it over people not because I believe it. I've seen it happen in my own life and the lives of many that I've talked to over the years. If we look closer at that verse, John is saying this, that in all all respects, that means every area of our life, whether it be physical, or mental, or spiritual, or relationship-wise, or marriage-wise, or parenting, careers, whatever it might be, that covers it all because he says, I pray that in all respects you may prosper. So John says he wants us to prosper and he knows that God wants us to prosper. And then it says, and be in good health. He puts an extra plug in there to make sure that we understand that God wants our health to prosper just as your soul prospers. So here we see the full gambit of our entire life, body, soul, and spirit, and John wants us to prosper. That tells us that our God, the God that we serve, loves us and wants to bless us and wants to prosper his people. I'm going to, in this teaching today, probably just mention slightly about spiritual prosperity leading to financial prosperity. Matter of fact, why don't I just do that right now? I believe it's important that we get ourselves prepared spiritually before we start seeking for other types of prosperity in our life. Because if our soul if our spirit is not right with God, if we get blessed financially, it may not turn out to be a blessing. I've seen people who are good Christian people that all of a sudden they come into a lot of money through an inheritance or possibly their business just does extremely well or somehow they get a lot of money and their finances explode. And next thing you know, they're not in church because they're out on the weekends in their boats and on their vacation homes and all those things. And those are good things. There's nothing wrong with those, but they must never come in front of our relationship with God. I don't understand when people miss church on Sundays because they want to be on a boat on the lake. You can do both, especially in today's society where we have online services. Even if you're on vacation, you should go visit a church and be in the house of God or have your laptop with you. Well, you'll have a chance to hear the word of God be 
and spoken into your life. So I believe in prosperity, but I, I believe first of all that spiritual prosperity must take place before financial prosperity comes into our life. Now, let me go back and give you a little history of why I'm teaching this and why I feel led to get into the topic of prosperity. Before I became a Christian, I thought that Christians had to be poor. They just simply could not be successful. They weren't allowed to have good cars and great houses and things like that because they're supposed to show that they're humble and show their humility. And that's kind of what I was taught. That's what I was raised with. I believe that Christians at the time were to be humble and basically not worry about success in their life. You see, because I thought that the Bible said having a lot of money was sin. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. It says that the love of money is sin. That means we put money ahead of God. But I misunderstood that and I was taught that way. As a matter of fact, one of the first churches that we went to after we became Christians, the people in the church said that rich people could not go to heaven. And that has to do with the rich man that Jesus spoke to. And he said, if you'll just get everything that you have and follow me. And the rich man says, no, I've got a lot of money. I don't think I can give that up. And he turned away and he walked away from God. So we've messed that scripture up to believe that anybody who has financial success is not maybe not even allowed to get to heaven. Well, that's just not true. That's a lie. It's incorrect. And God wants to bless us. Now, at the time that I read that scripture and I understood what I thought was correct about finances and poverty and all that, we owned a beautiful new home. We had a lovely new home. I had a great career going at the bank. We were successful. God had blessed me and promoted me at a very young age. My wife and I had been married at the time about five years. We were expecting our second child. Things were good. I mean, life was really good, but we knew there was something missing in our life. So we need to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we accepted him. And as soon as we did, I did it at a Billy Graham crusade. And my wife did it just being at home and reading. And she committed her life to Christ. And so we were following the Lord. And then we had to go find a good church. And so we went into a church that kind of had a poverty mentality, that that's kind of what you have to do if you're a Christian. And when we invited some of the church people, our friends, to our home, we kind of felt guilty. And even heard from a few comments that we were kind of flaunting our success at them. Well, after that experience, we decided that we needed to sell our home and buy something smaller and more humble because I guess it wasn't right to have a really nice home. You can see I was being taught something that was not correct and not according to God's word. The topic of prosperity became very, very confusing. Fortunately, during this experience with our church friends and the church that we were attending, the bank that I worked for gave me a big promotion and it required us to move to another city in Arizona. We found a new church in our new city and we were taught that God wanted to bless us and bring prosperity into our lives. Now this teaching was vastly different than the poverty mentality with the people of our prior church. We discovered that prosperity and success is great as long as we love God more than our possessions and our prosperity. We studied God's word concerning money and wealth and giving and generosity. This is when my wife and I begin to understand that having a beautiful home and drive nice cars is fine with God. As a matter of fact, our income began to increase and we were able to increase our giving to our church and still have nice possessions. It's interesting how that happens. A lot of people think that you can't give to the Lord or tithe 10% of your income or make offerings to your church. And if you do, you won't be able to have the finances to take care of your other needs. Well, we've experienced just the opposite. The more we gave, the more God blessed us financially and the more he blessed us spiritually and the more he blessed us in our relationship with each other. And I believe that you just cannot give God. And I'm a big believer in generosity and giving to the work of the Lord. It's important that I mention something here that after we begin to tithe, 
I received my amazing promotion in my banking career. Isn't that interesting? We put God first in our finances and he found a way to bless us. That's just how he operates. And that's the amazing God that we serve. Now, as you can imagine, we started our walk into Christianity with a lot of challenges in understanding financial prosperity. We thank the Lord that after becoming new believers, we needed to put our God above our financial decisions, and our desires. We have never regretted becoming tithers to the work of the Lord. In my 20 years of pastoring, many individuals have told me that they regretted that they waited so long to become tithers in the church. Yet I've never met a single Christian who said that they regretted paying the tithes and offerings to their church. Well, this podcast is not just about tithing and giving of our finances. It's about prosperity in everything, that our that our soul should prosper, that our spiritual walk with God should prosper, that our finances should prosper, our health should prosper. Allow me to attempt to define what financial prosperity is all about. In this series you know, of podcasts, we will address financial goal setting, spiritual and financial prosperity. We will talk about investing spiritually under the guiding and the direction of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about miracles in our finances, how to live debt-free, and make good financial decisions. My list of topics on prosperity is somewhere around 20 or more, and we'll just see how many of those the Lord has us cover in these podcasts and whether he adds to that or whether he has me hold back on certain areas. So you may want to let your friends and your family and the work associates know that there's a series being taught on prosperity on the CPN Shows Network. Here are a couple of definitions on prosperity that I've come up with. Advancing in anything desirable, gain or increase in anything good that increases our relationship with God. I think I need to repeat that one. I wrote that down here a few hours ago, and I think it's very important. Prosperity is gain or increase in anything good that increases our relationship with God and with others. Now, it's also defined, in my opinion, as attainment of the object desired, what you desire in your heart, because see, our desires will line up with God if our spiritual prosperity is there first. Prosperity has to do with far more than just making money. Now we need to study what God's Word has to say about prosperity. Now my goal is to help us receive God's prosperity and how to avoid the world's greedy, negative definition of prosperity. Now I've chosen several scriptures in the Old Testament that will build a foundation for prosperous living and prosperity in our life. God started blessing his people in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve obeyed God's instructions, they prospered in all things and they had good health. But when they disobeyed God and the guidance that he gave for them, they suffered for it. So let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy and read some really powerful scriptures on spiritual and financial prosperity. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, and I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation, that's the chapter where we see the Ten Commandments, where Moses brought them down from the mountain and he showed them the guidance and the rules and the laws that God had provided for him. It's interesting that in this list of the Ten Commandments, at the very end of it, the Lord gives these words and they're extremely applicable to our life today. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 33. And here's what it says, Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Now, obviously, in this scripture, they were talking about the land filled with milk and honey and the land where God was going to direct his people out of Egypt and to be blessed. But, you know, we can apply that to our lives because when we read that, we can say that we can live long and prosperous lives in the land 
we are about to enter and occupy. That could apply to our career, to our marriage, to our family, to our relationships, to the church that we attend, to the ministry that we might be doing in our church. That can be become the land that we occupy. God wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. And he's talked about it early in the Word of God. I already showed you that he started prosperity in the Garden of Eden, and then he brought it to his people and wanted to bless them. Now let's move on to another chapter in Deuteronomy number 28, and let's read verses number 11 and 12. I'm reading in the New Living Translation, and this particular chapter in Deuteronomy chapter 28 is basically entitled Blessings or Prosperity for Obedience. Listen to what it says in verses 11 and 12. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Now that can apply to us today. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. That could apply to us in, in blessings of, of financial blessings and health blessings and relationship blessings and prosperity and our church and the activities that we're involved with there and our walk with God. Verse 12, it says, the Lord will send rain at the proper time. That's the, which is basically rain is God's provision, God's blessing from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will listen to this part. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Now, I'm not going to get into the topic of being able to lend to others right now and being debt-free, but I will be getting into that because I'll be talking about in future podcasts about how to live debt-free and how to live in financial prosperity without having debt attached to it, which is kind of like a chain around your neck and dragging you down. But here, God is telling the people of Israel and saying, if you'll follow what I've given you and obey them and listen to them, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you so much that you'll be able to lend to many nations. I've prayed many times over people and said, I pray, Father, that this person will be blessed in their finances because people a lot of times come to me because of my background in banking, finance, and real estate, and those things before I became a pastor for 20 years. They come to me and think I've got some special insight on those areas. Well, I really don't have anything special. I just have what God has to provide us and what he's given us for instructions on how to prosper in all things. But they'll come to me and ask me to pray for their finances. And I like to quote this scripture that says, not only will you be blessed financially to cover your obligations, but you'll be able to lend to others. You'll be able to help others. You'll be able to give to the church and prosper the church and be generous in the church and that God will pour out a blessing. The Bible tells us that we won't even be able to handle it. It'll be so much and so broad. So that's the God that we serve and he wants to bless us and he wants us to prosper. Remember, in all things, even as our soul prospers. We're going to move on to a few other scriptures here and I'm staying in the Old Testament because I want to build a foundation of what God expects from us and how we can be obedient and should be and must be obedient to receive his blessings. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 17. Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. It says right here, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. I'm telling you, that scripture is one you probably ought to put it on a three by five card, write it down, keep it in your car. And as you're driving around in your car, look at that from time to time and say, Lord, what path should I take? God has a plan for us. He has a purpose in our lives and a plan for our lives. And he wants us to follow his plan. And when we follow his plan, then we're guaranteed to be blessed and to prosper in all things. Now, some might say, well, how do you find his plan? Well, we'll get into that. I've already talked a little bit about it, the guidance and the direction and and obeying God and under his instructions and being led by the Holy Spirit and gaining in wisdom and understanding of his word and operating in his word. That's how we hear from the voice of God. We read the word of God and we say, wow, that applies to what I'm dealing with right now. 
Thank you, Lord, for that. Let me make a suggestion here right now. I really enjoy when I talk about financial issues specifically that the book of Proverbs chapter 3 is one of the greatest books about how to deal with your finances. And I would encourage all of you to pick up your Bible and read Proverbs number 3. It gives guidance and directions for businesses, for individuals, when it comes to making decisions in all the areas of prosperity. Proverbs chapter 3, I'm not going to read it right now. I'll probably be doing that in a future podcast, but it's basically entitled Trusting in the Lord. Because when we learn to trust in the Lord, I guess I'll give you one verse when it comes to understanding how to find God's direction and His guidance and His plan for us. It says in verse number 5 of chapter 3 in Proverbs, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse 6, Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. So we got to run to the Word of God to get instructions on how to be led by God so that we can prosper in every area of our life. Before I go into another scripture, I kind of should finish up on Isaiah chapter 48. Remember I read to you verse 17 and it ends with say and says in and he leads you along the paths you should follow well verse 18 is one that you got to read when you read 17 it says here oh that you had listened to my commands anybody out there regretted a financial decision you made or a decision you made for a relationship with someone or a friend or maybe you went to a church that really wasn't teaching what you knew you needed to receive or you had a job that you regretted it's just something that started out okay but it turned out just terrible or whatever it might be that you may have regretted something Well, God wants to help us avoid regrets in our life. He says, Oh, that you had listened to my commands. That's Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 18. It says, Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. I just couldn't pass up on that one. That's just too powerful a scripture to help us understand that if we want direction on how to prosper in our life, we need to seek and guidance the direction of God found in his word through the leading of the Holy Spirit and through studying exactly what he wants us to do, how he wants us to do it, and seek his guidance, his direction, and his peace. Let me give you one more Old Testament scripture in the book of Isaiah. It's in chapter 55. And it starts off in verse 8. I wasn't going to go all the way back to that, but I think it's so important to understand if we want to know God's guidance and direction and his plans for us, we need to know what his thoughts are for us. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 55 and starting at verse number 8. And this is in the New Living Translation. It says here, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Verse 10, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. That shows you that God is going to provide. In verse 11, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. I will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You see, that's why we've got to get God's word in our life. If you're not reading at least something from the word of God every day, you're making a big mistake. I mean, even if it's just a verse, if it's just simply a devotional that you read and there's one verse in there and you read it and you get that into your heart, we've got to put the word of God in our heart because when we stop and take a moment and we read from the scriptures and we read a word or we read a chapter or a verse or two or three chapters or whatever it is that we read, whether it be a minute a day or an hour, however much time we spend reading God's word, it pleases him and we get the attention of God. So 
be sure you make God's Word part of your daily life. Now, the title of this podcast is How to Prosper. In the 20 years I served as a pastor, I tried to help our members understand God's plan for prosperity. As a banker for 15 years, my customers would meet with me to explain their plan to prosper. Now, often these people, these customers at the bank, had an aggressive, highly speculative venture that had little chance to succeed. And so I had to help them and give them direction based upon what the bank's policy was or what just good common sense was or good practical financial training is to try and help them. Now, it is interesting to look back at my church and my bank meetings and the time that I served in both positions that there was a common trend I saw in those wanting to prosper financially. They wanted to prosper as soon as possible. Some wanted to take extreme risk to obtain prosperity. See, a lack of patience and planning were evident in these people. And they, if they weren't Christians, they didn't seek God's word for direction. And if they were Christians many times, they didn't seek God's word for instructions on how to prosper and be successful. So God's word has an explanation for some of these items. Let's look into Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and see some of the things we should have operating in our life to understand God's plan and to understand how to prosper in all things. In order to understand true prosperity that is both spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity and health prosperity and relationship prosperity and all these things that we need in our life. We need to have these things operating in our life and they're called the fruit of the Spirit. It's found in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 in the New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. Hey, wait a minute, that word patience, I think I heard that somewhere else. Didn't I say that one of the challenges that was facing people, they didn't have patience when they were seeking prosperity. And it says kindness in here and goodness and faithfulness. goes on to verse 23 and says gentleness and self-control. And it says there is no law against these things. So if we want to have a great prosperous life in all that we do, that we would prosper in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers, we need to learn how to operate by the fruit of the Spirit. That's the spiritual side that we need to have in our life and have anchored and have that solid in our life so that we'll build a great foundation to be ready for the financial prosperity or the relationship prosperity or the job prosperity or whatever it might be that God brings into our life. This is a crucial foundation we must have in order to understand how to deal with the challenges that we face because I know it's easy to get impatient when it comes to wanting to be blessed in every area of our life or any area of our life. But we need to have patience we need to have self-control and we need to have love and joy and peace and all those things. And when we do have them operating our life, you watch and see if God isn't going to pour out a blessing that you won't be able to hold on to. It'll be more than you can even handle. I believe that in Jesus' name. I'm going to close this part of the teaching up with one more scripture, which is absolutely one of my all-time favorites. I use it all the time in helping people understand how to know God's plan for prosperity in your life, how to be able to be successful in business, how to make money, how to get out of debt, how to have a great marriage, how to have be great parent and have wonderful kids. I mean, all these things are there, but it requires some work. So one of my foundational scriptures that I use in teaching in this area is found in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. Once again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Listen to this. We talked about what? Planning and God's plan and knowing God's plan. It says here, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. 
Boy, that there's truer words were never spoken. I mean, that is absolutely powerful when it comes to understanding how to prosper in our life. We need to have good planning in our spiritual, in our financial life, in our relationship life, and whatever, all these areas. And we need to have hard work. You see, sometimes people walk up to me and say, well, you know, Pastor, you've been so blessed. And they'll say, you have a nice home here. And for years, we had a beautiful home up in the mountains and we had nice cars and we were able to give financially to the church. And they'd say, that's just because you're lucky. And that always bothered me because Christians are not lucky. Christians are blessed. But Christians are only blessed when they have good planning and hard work because that leads to prosperity. And they would say to me, well, I'm so happy that you were able to do this, but that's because you've just been lucky and you've been blessed in your business and you've been blessed in real estate and all those things. And I that really bothers me even more because what they think is it just somehow it's just per chance, just somehow, some way I just got blessed. But there's an old saying that applies to lucky and prosperity. It goes something like this. It says, it seems like the harder I work, the luckier I get. What I'm saying is, I'm not supporting the word lucky, but what I'm saying is as a play on words, no, the harder I work, it will lead to prosperity, not luck prosperity, prosperity directed by God to his people to prosper them in all things. And this ends with the scripture, Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5 with, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. You see, there's a fine line between prosperity and poverty. There's a really fine line between that. It's like when I had a business, I used to tell people there's a fine line with being an owner of a business and being unemployed because you don't have a job when you're the owner. You have a job, you know, that you're working there. But on the other hand, if you lose your business, you go right into being unemployed. And so it's important to understand there is a fine line between prosperity and poverty. And we're going to talk about that fine line and we know God's going to bless it and direct. So with that, I just want to quickly review some of the things we've talked about today as we close this up. We talked about prosperity is defined as obtaining what God desires for us. It is anything that increases our relationship with God. We talked about that we need to understand that our God desires to prosper us. That's what he wants to do. And we must stay in his path and his planning. And we must avoid lack of patience and greed and operate in the fruit of the Spirit. And finally, that we must have good planning and hard work that leads to prosperity. But don't be hasty because it leads to poverty. So with that, let me pray and ask God to bless you as you move forward in your desire to be blessed of the Lord and prosper in all things. Father, I pray that you would bless those who are listening in today, that they would prosper and that they would receive spiritual prosperity that leads to financial prosperity, health prosperity, relationship prosperity, work prosperity, parenting prosperity in every area of their life. I pray a blessing upon them. May they receive it now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you've received this today as a blessing and that you've maybe got some guidance and direction for it. This is an exciting series because the Lord has given me a number of topics that we're supposed to cover. I've probably got 60 or 70 scriptures the Lord wants me to use over the maybe next 16 or 18 podcasts, but we want to do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And many times I'll say, I'm going to go 15 or 20 podcasts on something and then get cut off at 8 or 10 or 12 because the Holy Spirit guides me and directs me into a new direction. But we're going to do what the Holy Spirit wants. Number one, that's the most important thing and that everything that we do will be pleasing to the Lord and will help each and every one of us to grow closer to God and closer to each other. I just know that's going to take place in your life. If you'd like to get additional information on the teachings that I have, you could go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull up that page, that cover page, you'll notice that there's a link there to the podcast that I've done. This is the 150th podcast that I've done since we started this. And I thank the Lord for that. And in addition to the podcast that I've done, you can pull up my webpage. You'll see a reference to a number of books that I've written. There's books entitled 
Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. There's books there dealing with faith and with generosity and success and books, quite frankly, on finances in a way that will help you maybe look at them differently than what you've looked before. I've also written a couple books for veterans to help them understand how to deal with some of the issues of PTSD in their life. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I believe God's got a great plan for this series. And the next podcast that we're going to do, I believe I have the title right here. And it is goal setting to achieve prosperity. I'm a big believer in setting goals. I know that God has goals and plans for us. God believes in setting goals. Some people don't believe in goals. They think that's not godly. It's not being led by the Spirit. But I believe we ask the Spirit to help us set our goals. And then we stay in touch with the Holy Spirit and in tune with the Holy Spirit to guide us through the steps that we need to take to accomplish the goals. Those goals must be pleasing to God. They must be exciting to God. They must be things that that touches His heart and thrills Him so that His people are going to accomplish what He's desired for them in their life. And you can tell I'm, I'm already excited about it. I'm not careful. I'll get into preaching that we'll have an hour podcast here today, but I'm going to close this off here in just a minute, but I believe that you'll be blessed if you want to tune into that. So with that, I'm going to close this particular podcast as I do each and every podcast, and that is that may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Once again, I want to remind you, let your friends and your relatives and work associates know we're going to have this lengthy series on prosperity. I believe that God's in it. I know the Holy Spirit has directed me to go in this direction, and I believe that there's going to be things that maybe you've not thought about and things that you've never really evaluated in your desire to prosper in all areas of your life. So make a contact with someone and then trust God to help you in those areas. So until next time, I just say this, may God richly bless you, may you prosper, and may May you be successful and may you give God all the glory and all the credit and all the honor for it. For I ask that now on your life in Jesus' name. Amen.